0: Hello, everybody. This is another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. Get it. And I'm Vern Value. And we're here to give you our unvarnished views on this week's Value Line. Uh, You know, we are uh, Wall Street professionals, and we've had to go underground. We have secret identities in order to give our unvarnished view on these stocks. And we're going to do it each week, try to go through and... uh, Pick our favorites among their uh, low rated stocks, uh, maybe tell you which high-rated stocks to avoid. And I uh, wanted to make sure you know that uh, we may own these stocks. We may own billions of dollars. I mean, Vern, you have at least a billion of some of these, I, don't I, you?
1: I, I don't have a billion of anything. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, so. I
1: never have.
0: Well, we may own them. I think we have to say that, and we also, and we're very serious investors. We want you to know that. But on the other hand, we're going to take absolutely no responsibility for anything you hear here uh, today. And uh, we we view it as uh, entertainment. We do this anyway. We we lead kind of dull lives. We sit around and uh, read Value Line.
1: I, I, my net worth isn't even a billion pennies.
0: Well. Uh, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think that matters. Uh, you have a billion of something, undoubtedly, and that's, uh, that's what's important. Grains of sand. Perhaps. Fine, fine, fine. Anyway, this week is an exciting week in, uh, Value Line. They did something that uh, is thrilling. It's called the bank industry. So we just passed on that whole industry. <laughs> and, uh, financial services diversified. You know, we're in that business, so we do have some thoughts there. They also, uh... Looked at computer, software, and services. We do have some thoughts there. And then Internet. um, I thought that
1: whole industry was moving to India.
0: The Internet? No, the computer, software, and services industry. Well, it very well may be. We didn't study all the addresses. I know that, uh, seriously, a lot of these folks are outsourcing, of course, increasing amounts of work overseas, and that's helping keep this product competitive. But I'd like to this week introduce with uh, great uh, fanfare to talk about a few stocks. Burn value. You'd never guess.
1: I'm going to do a few stocks out of the computer software and services industry, um, which, as you might imagine, is just challenging, period, for the value guys. Uh, there, it's hard to find a value. There's there's valuation metrics here that... Uh, uh, seem to defy reason at times. On the other hand, there's some interesting business models. Um, it's like the
0: lottery, really.
1: Always, always like a business where your uh, marginal costs are, you know, effectively
0: zero. It's a lottery. I'm serious. It's uh, you just hope that one guy, you know, gets the best model and uh, and, and starts a growth rate, and off they go. Well, it's a, a perfect
1: analogy because they're almost impossible to have an informed view of what's happening inside, especially the likelihood of a given product success uh, from the outside. but uh, nevertheless, uh, I picked a handful that I thought were a bit interesting and the first one be, sticks out to me because not only is it ranked uh, number one by value line, but it uh, is also a uh, uh, they also develop market, I guess a product that I'm very familiar with. Uh, the stock uh, Citrix, Systems, the ticker is uh, CTXS, uh, pretty substantial company, uh, over $5 billion market cap, been around for uh, uh, quite a while, uh, incorporated 1989, so that's several lifetimes in the software business. What I do think. they do?
0: I, I've never uh, heard of them.
1: Infrastructure access software for business, blah, 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 to securely
0: Ah, that access. sounds proprietary.
1: Wait, I'll tell you what they make. They make the software that allows me to go to any computer anywhere in the world and access our network at work securely.
0: Ah, so you work for a bank or a financial institution and this is the uh, gatekeeper into the system. You're in Aruba, you're thinking
1: I I need to send someone an email so that they think I actually care and this enables (laughs) you to actually get into the system and do that. Uh, Anyway, um,
0: secret codes, things like
1: recently, $30 stock, 25 times earnings, about 15 times cash flow, top line growth, maybe a little over 10%. um, Earnings growth forecast by value line under 10%. um, uh, You know, the the stocks, uh, 30, uh, you know, within the last year, you could have bought it over a long period of time in the low 20s. Um yeah, the value line here says they got a a big pipeline of new products coming. Well how fast um, are
0: their customers growing? If your customers are banks, that's gonna kinda grow at the rate of banks, isn't it? Well and,
1: and once once we all have the this is the common problem in this industry, is once we all have the first we've bought it the first time, uh you've got to reinvent the business model at that point. And this kind of looks like a company that might be getting getting there. Um value line isn't looking for any uh real earnings growth because of expenses related to these introductions. Well, remember the lottery analogy? Yeah. How do I know these introductions are going to be any good? I just
0: how in the world would I get Well a- everyone is saying that. Everyone's how introductions are gonna how do be I, great. Get
1: a- I love the product, but how can I get excited about that stock? And I looked at two other big uh I mean, you know, talk about institutional kind of names here. First SAP, the uh German software company uh, trades as an ADR in New York under SAP as a symbol. Over $60 billion market cap, so huge. Um, 30, 31 times earnings. It was a 60% premium to the market. Um, basically sustained a 50% premium market consistently over the last, you know, three I'm not years. an expert
0: on these guys, but over the years covering companies, uh, you know, more than I'd say seriously half a dozen times, companies are shut down. They're mad as hell at these guys because things aren't implemented properly. It's over budget, and they're mad as hell. But you know what? They they have to still pay them, or their company shuts down. So the valuation must reflect some of that. But you know, no one's ever happy with the work there. At least the, this uh, is maybe old knowledge. No, but. I I
1: think that is a bit old, and uh, you know, this is a company. Who's in, when you go to install their enterprise uh, management systems? You're talking about um, as long as three or four years to get things completely fully implemented. Yeah, that's a huge and, cost. That's a huge. Um, cost. Uh, it, so it is going to be cyclical at some point as well. Um, the returns have been terrific, but operating margins are at all-time highs. Return on capital uh, very strong. They're down from recent peaks, but. Um, I, I just don't. What's the opportunity here? Um, several new product releases in coming months will shape SAP's 2006, according to Value Line. So, so a lot, lot of risk. Risk is up, and uh, so is the stock. And uh, yeah. On the other hand, now that's rated a <clears throat> two. Um, Value Line also rates Oracle a two. Symbol ORCL, also above 60 billion market cap. Um, here I'm. Here I'm. Instead of 31 times earnings, I'm looking at. Oh, my, half that, 15, 16 times earnings. Hmm. Um, instead of 25 times cash flow, less than 15 times. Um, growing the same kind of 20% rate as SAP. Um, the uh, the valuation here, historically, and over a long period of time, going back many years, you can see the relative PE in, in your value line table. Um, I mean, varying premiums, anywhere from like 30% to... Uh, 150 or 200 percent under under um, under a market multiple. And why? Well, you're probably all aware of big acquisition uh, of uh, uh, PeopleSoft and uh, all the controversy that surrounded that and delayed yeah. it. Uh, they've also bought Siebel. So well, that was a hostile, wasn't it? Um, was that a hostile? Yes, it was. Um, so you know, the, the company's basically uh, made two very large acquisitions and. There's apparently a lot of risk has been discounted into the stock price, at least, versus historical performance. I, what do I get for under a market multiple? Um, well, I I get operating margins in the 40% range. Wow. I get return on capital, well, historically, for years, sustained above 30%. Under 20% now, of course, because of the acquisition. Why is it so cheap? But a terrific opportunity to uh, to go upwards, a new area for Oracle. But this is a database company, and what are uh, you know this expansion into uh, managing uh, client contact and client relationships? Uh, I mean, it's just another form of database. Can you,
0: you can't really unplug from Oracle. Once your system is on
1: Oracle, you're kind of on Oracle. Well, and, and, and Oracle is, uh, you know, they, they have been hugely successful over a long period of time uh, because they deliver the goods to the Fortune 500. Um, the stock at uh, around 12 and a half bucks um traded between... 11 and 15 last year, 10 and 15 the year before that, 10 and 14 the year before that, 7 and 17. I mean, this, this stock's gone nowhere for four or five years. They're doing. Here's an opportunity now to buy at a discount with a game-changing event going on uh, by a very successful law. So what's the
0: deal with the multiple? Operating. Just uh, uncertainty?
1: And and I, you, I think you get that a discount if it. you're just patient you and let them get through this. So I, I guess I'm saying I agree with Oracle's two here. It's still not hugely cheap, given there's a lot of risk, of course. But uh, compared to these other names, I mean, this is a lot more interesting opportunity. In All the right. same vein, as it, you know, looking for something uh, uh, maybe a little beat up, uh, I I found my attention as I as I always am, I found yeah. my attention drawn to a five rating. Well, you Value know, sometimes Line. there's some gems in there. You got to look in there. Um, and and the one that they've got this week is Symantec. The symbols syMC, eighteen billion market cap. These are the people that make the Norton antivirus software. Um, and uh, what they, I guess the first message I would uh, I'd want to deliver here is that uh, you want to remember to look at the cash flow, not the earnings per share numbers, because I'm looking at cash flow numbers according to value line, that are approaching three times the earnings per share number. Yeah, and so consequently, at uh, $17 and change, I'm looking at under 15 times cash flow for a brand name, successful software company. Um, that seems a little rich. I don't know. Anyway. Trading around 17 down from about
0: twice higher within yeah. the last
1: 18 months. Uh, they, too, have done a large acquisition recently. The discount here is Microsoft getting into the business. But I think most people realize that uh, uh, that isn't something that's going to uh, um, I mean this is a company that has six billion in revenue this yeah. is going to put them out of business overnight. so you've got a lot of fear in the price here. McAfee, you know here's a name that um, a smaller player but um, arguably faces exactly the same risk, fifteen times cash flow uh, real spotty
0: return record is. Better now, but hardly uh, very exciting. I mean, these guys get these multiples because with those brands and with the stickiness of these programs on consumer computers, you hope it's some type of annuity, and at 15 times cash flow, what's that, a 7% return. Ladies and gentlemen, the long bond is 4.5%, so you get an extra 3.5% to own this, and they don't actually write you the check. I don't know. That seems expensive to me. So okay.
1: I, you know, the the name I like here is Oracle. And, All right.
0: Uh, with that, I'll turn it over to Val. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm glad to uh, be here at this stage of the uh, the show. Uh, we're looking at an industry here called the uh, financial services industry. As we said earlier, we just sort of passed over the banks, but uh, we're in the financial services industry. You know, I've never really covered these stocks, so. I'm just looking at the value line like you are, and I'm kind of going, hey, what's an interesting stock here? And, uh, you know, the first one that landed here on on my desk was something very interesting. Alliance Capital Management, AC, value line rates at a three. Uh, You know, the PE is 18. That's, you know, right around a market multiple. But, hey, wait a minute, 5% yield. You know, that's kind of interesting. Alliance Capital, they happen to have oh, you know, $600 billion under management. I'm thinking that's a lot of money. At 1%, that's, uh, six. you know, $6 billion. Uh, The revenues are about 3000000000 billion. They're generating about 60 basis points on, you know, $600 billion. So I get interested. The macros for this type of industry are very strong. Basically, baby boomers getting older, richer. There's never been more wealth in America or in the world, frankly, than there is right now and uh, people are retiring they're looking for people to manage their money alliance is going to get a piece of it and so generally the demographics give you some wind at your back industry wise and I tend to like that uh, cash flow per share again I'm looking at value line that's a good metric stock at 62 cash flow per share 06 recom- uh, projected at 525 I like to pay ten times or less that's about 12 times okay I'm gonna make that a gimme uh, because of the you know the macros all right then I'm looking down here what do I see six percent tax rate that kind of gets my attention this is a partnership they got to pay out all the cash flow every year so that's your yield of course at any point in time they retain the value so I think that's a that's a positive wealth building uh, model over time they have uh you know a pretty good brand. I wouldn't say it's an A brand. Everybody's heard of Alliance and it seems like a big, you know, sort of, you know, amalgamation of a lot of different financial services and it is. They're adding offices right now in London. They've got about 35% of their business in in uh, international markets that's apt to grow over the next few years and they're seeing pretty good growth. Uh balance sheet very strong, 9% debt to cap and uh you know, listen, I don't know that much more about it. It's a limited partnership. They pay no tax. It's, you know, 10, 12 times cash flow and pays a big yield. Uh, value line has it rated a three. I'm waiting in. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Then I'm looking along. Uh, Citigroup, ticker C. Uh, stock at 11 and a half times earnings. That's uh, a 40% discount to the S&P 500. I'm, I'm interested in that. Looking at the yield, 4.3% yield. Uh, I'm interested in that you know again the same demographics here as uh, as alliance, these guys have some strong brands. As wealth in America and idle wealth is growing, people more concerned about their future. They're going to tend to get a little less risky, a little more conservative. They're going to turn to brands they trust. I mean, Citigroup, Citibank. Who hasn't heard of that? The brand name alone is worth a lot. Yeah, they just increase
1: their exposure to the retail market, didn't they? Big well, they took on
0: they took on the Smith Barney uh, platform and uh, they took on some Leg Mason assets, I believe. I mean. They're adding a stable of brands to diversify the risk, but you know, basically, they're building an infrastructure that can service brands, and uh, uh, they're moving down that road. They trade about 10 times earnings. Oh, uh, sorry, Ann. Uh, we're just having a beverage. beverage. Let's ha- you know what? Uh, we've read some rules about podcasts. You're supposed to take an intermission. Let's a break. So let's just have a have a beverage right let's now. Have a little, little sip. Break. Cheers, Vern. Cheers. Good. Anyway. Okay, Citigroup. Let's get back to that. You know, one thing I like about this thing, you know, most banks I think are commodities. They're very interest sensitive. They don't really control their fate. These guys, over half their revenue, are non-interest, not and to me that means non-commodity. That means someone's willing to pay a fee for the service provided by Citigroup and the service levels are brand or you know branded in effect with their name. That's going to allow them to earn premiums. Their return on equity is, you know, respectable. It's around, it's high teens, it's struggling to get to 20%. I think with some of the synergy they'll get from these recent acquisitions, it could move to that. Um... There's lots of moving parts here, but, you know, they own Smith Barney and uh, the demographics and the uh, demographics of wealth are going to lead to some share gains there, I believe. And remember, you know, Smith Barney, uh, we make money the old-fashioned way. We earn it. Okay, remember that? If you remember it, that's worth two bucks a share. You know what I'm saying? That's the value of getting people to remember things and understand the value of brands. Value Line, interestingly, rating this a three, says that the P.E., they rated a three because the PE already accounts for the good growth ahead, but yet it's got among the lowest PEs in the group. So <laughs> I'm just confused. Uh, hey, Value Line, send me an email, val at uh, thevalueguys.com, because I don't get that. Anyway, we're buyers of Citigroup, great brand at a good multiple, uh, good macroeconomics ahead. And. Uh, Finally, I have to make a mention of H&R Block, another strong brand. I'm a sucker for good brands. This thing is actually at a new low today. I think it's lower than the value line price stated here of 25.12. 14 PE, it's lower than that. Relative PE, uh, it's a 25% discount to the market. It's lower than that. Yield 2%, it's higher than that. This is a strong brand. They're trading at uh, less than 10 times cash flow uh they've got uh you know strong returns on capital over time the demographics of people not understanding how to do their taxes are only getting better the tax codes only getting more confusing uh now yeah, co- what
1: about the, all these proposals for simplified flat taxes and paying your taxes uh uh-huh. well to that i say
0: where's my space car okay you know it's 2006 we're a little late already i, I don't think the tax codes ever going to get simplified but it's something nice to talk about near election electronic toaster well, I, l- listen. I, I th- this thing I, it's worth a look. Every value firm owns this. Go check it out. You know the biggest value firms have big positions, and we're drawn to the same thing: strong return on capital, low you know cash flow multiple. Uh, now they've hurt themselves. They've shot themselves in the foot in the last few days. If you're reading the paper, uh, it came out today that uh, Value Line has to restate because they made a mistake on their taxes. Now I mean that's that's uh, that's it's a little bit block, of. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Value Line did not make a mistake. Pardon H&R Block made a mistake on their taxes today, uh, reported in the news. And, you know, I think that – Which means they'll get their taxes done by themselves for free for the next five years. Well, you know, I'm hoping that um, many of their customers don't actually read the paper, so it may not hurt them as much as you think. But on the other hand, if I'm the head of marketing at Jackson Hewitt, I've called a lawyer and a copywriter, and I'm trying to figure out how to gain some market share. Exactly what
1: can I say. Yeah,
0: so – right. So I'd wait a little bit on this one, but I might wait in. You know, the cash flow yield is high. It's a strong brand. This should blow over. I mean, if Johnson & Johnson can get away with poisoning someone with the Tylenol and still, you know, recovering, I think H&R Block can get through this. I just, you got to have some patience on H&R Block. Now, a couple quickies here. I, uh, you know, I've covered technology in the past. I did write a battleship program uh, in college in uh, in PL one. If anyone's ever heard of that, but uh, in any case, one of, every, one of everybody's. But I, you know, a video came in, and uh, you know, I. But in any case, we got a couple stocks here that caught my eye. Uh, the first one was. Uh, Cognizant Technologies, and I just want to preface this: I don't know anything about this, so you know, turn the dial, whatever. But you're not cognizant about. I no, I've no. never even. I think I've heard of it, but I'm not. I don't know what they do, but it caught my eye. They have a Z in their name, so I think it's a technology company. Uh, you know, at least they don't call themselves com. You know that, but they're they're 46 times earnings. It's 2.4 times the market multiple. Okay, I'm looking at a cash flow per share number of a buck 60. They're at 55, so uh, you know 30 or something. Uh, even with modest arithmetic skills, that seems high to me. <laughs> uh, their sales per share are nine bucks, so it's uh, you know five or six, whatever the math is. What it's is a, your point exactly? My point is that uh, this thing looks a little high. Now it well, says their returns on capital are probably 80%. Well, no, right? they're they're pretty good. They're 20. Oh, okay. They're in the low 20s, but you can buy that cheaper hey, I, exactly. got it, I got it, i H&R got hr block is mid 20 i but. got it. Oracle is in the mid-twenties for 15 times earnings. Right. I, I, so I'm that seems like a lot. Now, now, I'm reading through the commentary here. This is rated a 2, by the way, which is why I'm commenting on it because they're recommending it, evidently. But I read through the second column, and it says, uh, you know, they're talking about this new product that's coming out. And it says, uh, based on SAP's NetWeaver platform, which, of course, we don't know how it's going to turn out, but we're hopeful it turns out well. Uh, which should get a jump on competitors considering the product isn't available yet to consumers well how so there's a spin out there that this product that has not yet been released is going to have a jump on competitors who also haven't released the product well uh, just an exclusive the value guys are, are, are going to get a jump on this industry because we have a non-released product that we may be introducing soon as well But, you know, I just think that uh, at this multiple promises like this, I'd pass. If you own it, sell it. Just send your electronic checks to the value guys. Yeah, I mean, and then the chart is straight up. It looks like an escalator. I mean, you know, eventually you have to get off and buy something, you know. So I would put that one aside. Finally, uh, CA Inc., when companies change their name to CA Inc., you just have to question what's going on. This used to be. Comp- <laughs> they
1: didn't even use the word technology in
0: their name. Well, I don't know if uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger can sue them for the use of that. You know, that is the initials of California. Which, if you had to pick a state, I don't know that you'd pick that one. But in what's, any- the, what's the stock symbol? It's uh, CA. Oh! I mean, there's, is that a lawsuit waiting to happen or what? I don't know. But in any case, this used to be computer associates, and there were issues associated with their taxes and various things. I'm not surprised they changed their name. This one's trading at 68 times earnings, so... Uh, a little bit more even more expensive than cognizant, well, maybe earnings are cyclically depressed or something and uh, like that well in our booming economy. Uh, they you know maybe except that when you look at that it 's actually not true the <laughs> the The sales have been growing, the margins are very high, they obviously do something well here, but you know at sixty eight times earnings they're earning you know mid single upper single digit returns on capital, clearly, the market's expecting a big jump, but even if this triples to in the low 20 return on capital which good companies do that means the multiple would be at 20 times and it would be fairly valued so this thing's already fairly valued for the future improvement in returns that they have yet to see based on products that don't exist ladies and gentlemen so i would uh, just pass on uh, ca and with that i don't really have anything else i'm uh, i'm just excited to be here on the value guys
1: and bern uh,
0: what do you have to say about that uh, about being excited
1: i I'm
0: speechless. Well, thanks for listening in, everybody. This has been uh, the uh, February 24th edition of the Value Line Observer by The Value Guys. Check us out. You'll learn a lot about us at www.thevalueguys.com, and uh, we'll look for you next week. Adieu. Adieu.